Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? I'm Egbert, the owner of this station. Check out my website at Egbert.com. That's E-G-G-B-U-R-T, Egbert.com. Now it's back to Brad and John. Check out their website at BJShow.co. The BJ Show? Come on, guys. Anyway, here's B and J. You know, I love it to have a boss that's so supportive of us. No matter what he <laughs> says, it's always... You know what? All you can ask sometimes is that a boss just stays out of your way <laughs> and lets you do your thing. Now, right. if you're Brad and you're the HMIC, yes. so to speak, you don't have to worry about that except for Egbert and except, you know, Egbert lets you do your thing, Brad. He, I, I never hear from him. For the most part, you know, for the most... Yeah, you don't get the calls I do. Okay. <laughs> okay. John in the news. There's a story that John had, because I do read johncombest.com. There's a story about, which paper was this in Columbia, which alleged that one of the... Oh, the Columbia Missourian, yeah. Which is the University of the Missouri paper. Publication. The student-run Correct. publication. Yep. And the story was about one of the congressional dudes, right? It was about two, yeah. And, and, and to be fair, it was a column, so it wasn't a news story, but it was a column. And it alluded to the fact that these people represented Columbia, but they don't ever go to Columbia. Wasn't that the gist of the story? Yeah, the line was that, um, yeah, and I can give a little bit more background if you want, but in general, the, the line was that Congressman Mark Alford and Congressman Blaine Lutkemeyer hadn't visited, it suggested that they hadn't visited Columbia in the last year. Which was not true, correct? Which was not true, yeah. Both. Both uh, congressmen had been in Columbia several times. That's correct. And not only that, uh, w- one of them or both of them actually was at the Eagle, the radio station that Stephanie Bell's on, and she yep. she interviewed them in the studio. And the studios are right there, on, right <laughs> That's there on right. And Steph posted the video to that. That's right, correct. Right there on Highway 63. You can't get any more in Columbia than 63. What is that? I think they're. I can't remember. They're not at. They're not at. Uh, Broadway, they're further south than that. Anyway, our stadium, whatever it's called. Um, the, yeah, she she had them in the studio. Now, what was, why would, and who was it wrote the article about that? Yeah, so a little bit of background. So there's a gentleman named um, David Weber. So David Weber is a longtime professor of political science at Mizzou. He's retired now. And I'll tell you in a minute, I'll tell you my extreme bias about the story. But David Weber is a well-respected gentleman who who taught at Mizzou for decades, and he has written columns for the Columbia Missourian since 1994. So for 30 years, he's written columns here. He does, as I understand it, he doesn't, he doesn't teach anymore at Mizzou. Um, here's my extreme bias. When I started johncombest.com in 2001, the first professor to add my website to his syllabus was David Weber. Really? Yeah. And because of that, I feel a sense of loyalty to David Weber. I link to his stuff even when it only tangentially mentions Missouri or Missouri's elected officials. Um, so I have a lot of respect for David Weber, and I think most folks throughout the state of Missouri do as well. And uh, I, have a, I have an extreme bias toward people, Brad, who were good to me when they didn't have to be good to me. You mean an extreme he, positive bias? Bias almost sounds negative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But it, it's an extreme positive bias. To and there are a number of folks throughout my life who who 
who before anybody was really going to my website or relying on it were kind to me when they didn't have to be. And I would put David Weber in that category. This weekend, on the 19th, I think it was posted to the Missourian website. And, you know, it was David had included a sentence toward the end of a story about how Columbia, his, his broader point was that Columbia, because Columbia was split into two congressional districts, it really watered down. His argument is that it watered down Columbia's influence among the federal delegation. Now, you could argue contrary to that, that having the region represented by two congressmen would actually bolster its voice in Congress. But but we're not here to quibble about that. The point is at the end of one of David's paragraphs, he included a sentence where he said that he hadn't seen or heard – and I'll bring the quote up here in a moment. He said that – and I included a, a screenshot of this on Twitter – that neither Blaine Lukemeyer or Mark Alford had been in Columbia. Here's the line that he said. He said, I have not seen or heard that either was in Columbia this past year because, well – our city has been, quote, fringed out, referring to the congressional lines. And the tr- so I – now, David is unfortunately not on Twitter. Maybe fortunately for him, he's not on Twitter. Uh, or I, I certainly would have flagged this for him personally, which, which I do. When, when folks make a mistake and I have a relationship with them, I flag it for them instead of calling it out. But I called it out to the Missourian. I highlighted it in a tweet. And uh, actually, before I highlighted it to the Missourian, I included Mark Alford on the tweet. And Alford went on a multi-tweet conversation, we'll say. He didn't include the Columbia Missourian on it. So if I was on Mark Alford's staff, I'd probably have a conversation with Mark about how to make sure that the target of your tweets is actually included on there so they see it. But Congressman Alford responded, pointed out the, the times that he had been in Columbia. He pointed out a number of times where he invited Columbia, Missourian reporters and the newsroom to his events, but the Missourian chose to not report on it. Now, the reason why this is a feel-good story, Brad, is because the executive editor, who's a woman named Elizabeth Stevens, she's the executive editor of the Missourian, she responded right away. And to our previous conversation, Brad, it was a Sunday. So she was working or at least monitoring social media on a Sunday. And she said that she – so she removed – the piece of David Weber's column that was inaccurate, and she vowed that she would send a reporter to Alford's event. He's having an event in Columbia this week, and she's essentially going to make right and send a reporter to his event this week. Now, see, this is this is what bothers me when you have trusted sources of journalism. And once again, this is this paper is essentially like a quasi. Uh, university paper, but it's also supposedly supposed, and tell me if I'm wrong or not, it's supposed to mimic like a regular newspaper, correct? Correct, yeah, yeah. The idea is to give journalism students a a real-life opportunity producing a print publication, and then, you know, they've also had a very strong broadcast journalism effort there at KOMU. Right, which is, which, and I would, that was the thing I was going to mention, is the interesting thing about University of Missouri, Columbia, is, and I can tell you this from the radio business, if you work at like a NPR affiliate or a non-commercial or a Christian radio station that doesn't do any commercials, and you try to get a job in commercial radio, you are looked down upon because guess what? You don't get what keeps the transmitter on the air, you know, mm-hmm. which is the, yeah, the sales, right, sales and marketing and how you deal yep. with clients and yada, 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 yada. But 
KWKOMU, which is Channel 8, is an NBC affiliate that's owned by the University of Missouri, uh, University of Missouri system, and they have students working there. And the interesting thing about it is if you graduate with a journalism degree from, and heaven, heaven help you if you do, but if you graduate <laughs> with a journalism degree from Mizzou and you've worked at, the, at, at KOMU, you can leave that college with a degree and commercial television experience. Which, Absolutely. Which is, and, you know, a number of folks have. I worked with a wonderful woman named Tyne Morgan who went on to host Ag Day TV, which is huge in the agriculture world, she now hosts uh, U.S. Farm Report, which is which is syndicated to hundreds of channels throughout the country. But uh, they get an incredible amount of real world. And Brad, you've told the story before of how folks at KOMU, they show up to an event and they're a one-man band. They set up the tripod themselves. They oh, yeah. do everything themselves. They yeah. produce the digital story themselves. Oh, yeah. Really great experience. Right, right. And and more importantly, they're working at a commercial TV station. They're on air at an NBC affiliate. So when they send out their audition tape or whatever you call it in TV, I don't know what they call it, sizzle reel. or it, the old, yeah, it used to be a sizzle reel. Yeah, sizzle reel, whatever. When you when not even though you send it, you know, you just put a link. <laughs> you put it, you put it up on YouTube somewhere, and you send a link to all the news directors all over the country. Hey, here's me. Uh, you know, I hire me. That kind of stuff. That's what. That's how this business works. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in in radio. I mean, if you show up at a TV station or a radio station, let's say you show up at iHeart and you've worked it, and I'm not making fun of it by my old alma mater, WSIE. The boss is going to look at you, go like, Do you have any commercial experience? Well, no, I worked at the campus radio station for five years. Yeah, but uh, you don't have any commercial experience? You never worked in, in, in commercial broadcasting? No, but I was the program director for our, our campus, uh, you know, campus uh, new wave station. Okay, fine. We'll get back to you. That's what's, yeah, yeah, what's going to exactly. happen. Okay. Um, so I find it, in, and go back to the fact that I think it's interesting. You said that the, was she the managing editor? Who was, She's the executive editor, yes. So she, she runs the show. She was responsive to that. But the problem with that is that if people read the original piece, they would say, oh, these two congressmen, they don't, if you, let's say you've lived in Como, these two congressmen, they never show up here. I read the story yeah, in, the, in the paper. And, and Brad, great point. And I should have I pointed out too, in fairness, that, that Ms. Stevens said in her tweet, that a correction will be printed today, so Tuesday in the print edition. Boone County Republicans on Twitter had pointed out as soon as Elizabeth responded, they said, hey, that's great that you fixed the online version, but also to your point, Brad, they said, what about the print edition? Like fixing it in the digital version isn't the same as fixing it in the print edition. But so Ms. Stevens is, has it fixed, as I understand it, in today's print edition, um, that offending statement will not be included there. And it's, it's a really good example, too, of there are several times where I have pointed out either, fa- you know, factual errors, style errors, glaring errors from the Missourian, and Elizabeth Stevens has fixed them. A previous editor once mocked my suggestions, and he, a, a reporter at the Capitol got something wrong, and I pointed it out on Twitter, and the previous a previous managing editor went on a rant of our reporter worked really late last night to do this story and and she got one thing wrong and you're focusing on that and it's like whoa hey how about we can we accept a little bit of constructive feedback you know so credit to Elizabeth Stevens and it goes to show even a guy like David Weber who's who's a veteran you know folks get folks make mistakes sometimes so 
So it can be corrected. We all make mistakes. Let's have a little bit of grace. Elizabeth Stevens fixed it to her credit. But I think there's another aspect of your story that's interesting is that the congressman invited the the newspaper to his events and they didn't show. And yet they're saying that he didn't do any of these events, which is sort exa- of- I mean, it's, it was a great point. And, and Mark Alford confirmed. He said, hey, I've confirmed with my communications director that we've invited you to these events and nobody showed up. He, he, he had a, a big fentanyl event. And I believe it was right in Columbia. I think it was in December and nobody in the Missourian didn't send anybody. Interesting. Okay. Another topic to talk about this morning. I heard about this yesterday and I researched this and it's sort of interesting. Hyundai and Kia have gotten in trouble for all the stolen cars. And basically what's happened is it started with a TikTok video showing you how to, how easy it is to steal a certain uh, model and year range of Hyundais and Kias because they don't have what's called the Pats key or the immobilizers. In other words, in most modern cars, if you have a key or even a fob, there is a little chip in there which talks to a little box in your car. And if they don't talk, the car won't start. In other words, it's like electronically locking the car. You may be able to put the key in the ignition if it does have a regular key to ignition and turn that key, but when, and it'll turn the car on, but the car will not start, okay? Well, that's not the case in the Kias and the Hyundais. So interestingly enough, I believe it's coming the beginning of next 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 month, February first. I think something like that. I have to look at this. Kia, not not Kia. Hyundai is having an event at Chesterfield Mall, where they're going to set up a big old tent, and if you have a Hyundai, you can bring your car out, and they're going to retrofit your car with the new electronic key system for free. No way. Yes. Wait, is that a great PR move or yes. what? Now, will Tashara Jones be there so she can blame Kia and Hyundai for the I, car? Well, it's, at this point in time, it's only Hyundai, and I think Kia may be doing the same thing. But I believe this was, and you might want to touch on this because and, and, you, you're really good at finding these facts. I believe this was spearheaded by one of the St. Louis County Council people. Um, wow, really? I, I believe he was behind this and uh, supposedly it's going to be and and what's interesting is not only they're going to they're going to uh, you know fix your car now the only problem is there are certain models apparently they can't do but for the most part i think the the range the range was from 2011 to to 2021. So in other words, like a 10-year range. Yeah. That if you have a Hyundai that does not have the electronic immobilizer or PATS key, PATS stands for Passive Anti-Theft System. That's what that's what Ford calls it. I think that's what General Motors calls it as well, too. Other ones call it immobilizer. If you don't have that gizmo in your car, uh, they can just essentially, like in the good old days, break the lock. What they do is because <laughs> yeah. they just... And didn't you say there's a... Which one do you use a USB? Uh, that's that's the one. But see, when I first that's the one. Okay. when I first heard this, I thought to myself, is this some kind of electric hack, electronic hack they're using? Essentially, the reason you're using the USB cord is because the little the little square, and this is the USB, the original USB, the one that goes like in the back of your computer, that square yeah. one, it fits perfectly. Once you break the lock assembly out, the USB connector goes physically over this little tab 
in the in the steering column and you're able to turn it that's what you use for leverage the turn it it's physically it's not the usb cord is not electronically doing anything it's physically fits over this little tab where you can grab the usb connector and turn the tab and the car starts up and away you go you can tell that brad got a hundred percent on his kia boys entrance test <laughs> well but <laughs> when you were initiated into the kia boys gang you you passed with flying colors but that, and, then, and then they learned that you grew up around like Bell Fountain and Trampy and they're like, let them in, yeah. let them lead them well, back. And then there's some amazing statistic that like, I think in St. Louis City and St. Louis County over the past, I think it's 18 months, like year and a half, it was, I think the statistic was 70% of the stolen cars were either Hyundais or Kias. I'm going like, holy cow. Hey, where there's opportunity, where there's opportunity, <laughs> I guess Brad. So, so see if you can find which, because uh, you're the yeah, guy. I just looked it up and I didn't see any, I looked up St. Louis County Council and St. Louis County Council man, and I didn't see anything, but we can keep looking over the break. Okay. We are going to take a break. Uh, make sure I get everything set up right here. Yes, right. Do this right here. Do this. And we will be back. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?